Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here for a final look breakdown of the NFL Week 14 main slate. Guys, Week 14, the NFL is winding down. We got the NFL or the NBA just starting up here with preseason. So a lot of content coming out for you guys every single day with videos as well as live streams. But if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I made daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before we, went, we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the support on the videos, the live streams, on Twitter. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. We're now over 6,000 subs on this YouTube channel. If you enjoy all this content, I uh, would appreciate if you leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos, you know when to go live. As always, for these NFL main slates, I will be live one hour before lock on my YouTube channel to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. Also, if you guys cannot watch the videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it's a site where you can bet on player props. Um, if you're interested in signing up, you can use the code DKDFS. That's DKDFS, all one word. I'll have a link in the description below um, to get 100% match up to $100. So you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. Uh, so a couple picks here before we get into the video that I kind of like for. Uh, this main slate on tomorrow. I like the under on, on some of the high price backs. I like the under on Dalvin Cook. Right now he's projected for 19.7 uh, fancy points. Again, Tampa Bay's run defense is one of the best in the league. So I like the under there on Cook. I also like the under on Derrick Henry. Now I know the matchup's great there against Jacksonville, but 22.2 projection, you're going to need him to score probably at least once for him to, to pay off that salary or to, to get that projection. So yeah, those are picks I like at the moment. I like the under on Cook, the under on Derrick Henry. But yeah, if you guys are, want to sign up, you can use the logo DKDFS, all in one word. Again, link in the description below for 100% match up to $100. But all right, with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So before we talk about players and their prices, let's take a look at the Vegas odds for these games. So we have Cardinals, Giants right now. It's a 46 and a half over under. The Cardinals are three-point favorites. Uh, Cowboys and Bengals are 43 over under. The Cowboys are three-point favorites. I believe that's the lowest over under on the slate. Broncos, Panthers, another kind of ugly game, 44.5 over under. Panthers are three-point favorites. We have Texans, Bears, a 46 over under. The Texans are two-point favorites. Chiefs and Dolphins is a 50.5 over under. The Chiefs are currently seven-point favorites. Vikings and Bucks, this one, uh, one of the higher ones on the slate as far as over-unders. 53 over under. Tampa Bay Bucks, seven-point favorites. Titans and Jags, a 52.5 over under. The Titans are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. We have Colts, Raiders, a 52 over under. Uh, the Raiders, or the, I should say the Colts are three-point favorites. Jets, Seahawks at 47 over under. Seahawks currently 13 and a half point favorites. And uh, Falcons, Chargers, 49 over under. Falcons, one and a half point favorites. Saints, Eagles, 42 and a half over under. We know Jalen Hurts taking over there for the Eagles. Saints are seven and a half point favorites. Still no Drew Brees. And Washington, 40, and San Fran, 43 and a half over under. Uh, the 49ers are currently three-point favorites. So uh, let's just jump right into it, guys. And, uh, yeah, quarterback at the top, we have Mahomes at 8.1K. I think looks 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 like a really good play in both formats. You know, I don't have to tell you this, but I think there's enough value you can get him in there. And usually, you know, this season at least, I've been spending up a lot on quarterback. And once again, I think that's the direction I'm going on the slate. Um, I think you can do that in both formats. Uh, we'll talk about some cheap quarterback plays. There are a few that are definitely in play, um, but... Yeah, Mahomes is definitely someone that I'm looking to just because he possesses that huge upside, a really high floor too. Like he had that one 12 fancy point game against Denver, but they uh, they were blowing out that he didn't have to do a ton. Other than that, you're basically going to get 20 fancy points every single slate with upside of like 30 plus. So um, Mahomes is definitely someone I'm looking to in both formats. Russell Wilson at seven nine. 
Concern here is just Jets. You know, I'm, I'm a confident that the Jets can score enough points uh, to, to make uh, Seattle put the foot in the gas pedal. You know, kind of said the same thing here about the Giants. They lost. He only put up 17 fancy points. He said three or three out of the four games uh, of below 20 fancy points for Russell Wilson. So, you know, he's been struggling a bit. Uh, rushing upside has still been there. You know, 60, 42, and 45 yards on the ground. He's going to be lower owned. I think more of just a contrarian option though right now uh, there at that price. Watson at 7-6. The matchup's not great. But positives here with Deshaun Watson, like I always say, is Houston's defense is terrible. So most of the time, Houston is going to be playing from high. And that's kind of what you want with your quarterback. Now, Watson's a guy that's been running the ball a bit more too, right? 36, 36, 24, and 38 yards on the ground the last four games. You know, he's missing potentially. He's missing Fuller. Might miss Cooks. Kiki Cutie also questionable. So a lot of his targets out. Also, David Johnson. So this Houston team is pretty depleted. Um, but yeah, Watson... In cash, I probably wouldn't do it because of the matchup, but definitely still in play in GPPs. Now, Aaron Rodgers is in play in both formats. 7-5, matchup's great here. He's just been super, super productive, super safe, uh, besides the one game against Tampa Bay where he had five fancy points. Other than that, it's basically been 20-plus fancy points every single slate. And the matchup's great here against Detroit. We know Detroit's secondary really struggles. You know, Devontae Adams, sure, priced up a bit, but Devontae is just, uh, has been having an unreal season. So a clear stack there with Rodgers. Adams, love that stack every single week. And I like it, again, a lot here um, for GPPs. I mean, you can even do it in cash if you really wanted to. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers, definitely something to like in both formats. Kyler, I'm pumping the brakes here a bit just because he's not running the ball a ton. That shoulder injury's really been bothering him. 15, 31, and 15 rush attempt, or rushing yards the last three games. And, you know, the reason why we like Kyler Murray so much is because of that rushing upside. Like, he was a guy that was, like, averaging, like, 60, 70 yards in the ground and a touchdown a game. Now it's just not running the ball a ton. The matchup is, honestly, like Giants defense has been pretty stout. So Kyler is, is someone, surprisingly, I'm not really looking to on this slate. Brady at 6-9 against Minnesota. Matchup's good. Um, you know, he's been throwing the ball a good amount. 38-39, 48, and 41 pass attempts the last four games. Does have a somewhat low floor. 6.9K, I think more in play for GPPs for me. But, you know, what? You know, with Tom Brady, you have guys underpriced with their receivers, right? Godwin's too cheap. I think Antonio Brown is a little bit underpriced. I mean, Mike Evans is still in play. Herbert's at 6'8". Uh, you know, the matchup's good here against Atlanta. He really struggled that game against New England. I'm kind of throwing that one out, right? He threw the ball 53 times, only had six fancy points. This is a, a much better spot here. Um, so, yeah, Herbert is in play for me. Would I go there in cash? Probably not. But um, like the upside there in GBPs, you have Eckler that looks like one of the better running back plays in the slate. Keenan Allen is always in play. So, a um, couple guys you can pair him with if you want to. Let's see. Other options. Tannehill is just a little bit pricey for me at 6-7. I know the matchup's good, but Tennessee is a run-first team. Like, if they are playing from ahead, it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. Uh, Taysom Hill at 6-6. Yeah, that seems priced about right. Right, He does have the rushing upside. 40, 49, 44, and 83 yards in the ground at the last three games. So, Hill's still viable. Uh, I'm not, like, overly or super excited about it, though. Let's see. Uh, other options. I mentioned him. I, I can't play him, but like Philip Rivers has been pretty decent. 19, 22, 18, 19 fancy points. The match for against the Raiders is pretty good. So yeah, I'm not going to play him, but you can still look to him for value. Stafford at 5'7", finally had like a big game for his standards, 30 fancy points. He's listed as questionable with a thumb injury. I expect him to go. This is a game Detroit's probably playing from behind, so they're probably going to have to air it out. Still no Galladay. Um, but he st still has a couple targets, you know, in Marvin Jones Jr. and Hawkinson you can look to, or if you want to stack with. So Stafford is someone you, you can play for value. Um, 
And, you know, it's a pretty good matchup. Green Bay is not the best defensively. So Stafford is definitely one of the uh, one of the cheap quarterbacks I'm considering. Same thing with Matt Ryan. Probably can't go there in cash because Matt Ryan has such a low floor. But uh, matchup here is, is decent, right? This game is one of the higher over-unders, almost 50 uh, as far as over-unders go. Uh, 30, 37, 39, 39 pass attempts. He's not been super efficient. 51, 56, and 48% completion percentage the last three games. Uh, no Julio Jones. Probably a slight downgrade to Ryan, but still Ridley there. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Ryan, F5-7 is in play, but I think more suited for GPPs. Other options for me, Mitchell Trubisky is definitely in play here. Um, again, are you going to feel great about playing Mitch, Mitch Trubisky? No, but the matchup's great. Like, Houston, they cannot stop anyone. Trubisky does have some rushing upside, not a lot. Like, there's games where he can get you 30, 40 yards in the ground. Um, Allen Robinson is a little bit underpriced. A couple cheap wide receivers in play as well. Uh, I think Dave Montgomery looks decent as well. So once again, you guys knew I was pretty high in the Bears last week. I'm pretty high in the Bears again this week. Uh, Trubisky is someone you can go to, uh, but are you going to feel amazing about it? No. And then below that, that that's probably where my where my interest lies. So once again, for me though, it's probably going to be the amount of quarterback. So I think you, you're going to want to try to get either like Mahomes or, or Rodgers in there. Uh, there. There are some other options, right? You have Herbert in the mid-range, I think looks decent. Taysom Hill because of the rushing upside. Um, and then some cheaper targets, right? You know, you can look to a guy like Stafford. You can look to a guy like Matt Ryan, even a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. Let's move on to running back. So running back, Dalvin Cook at 9-4 someone I'm not looking to this this week. Uh, matchup is terrible against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is one of the best teams at defending the run. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook is game flow independent. He's going to be out there either way if they're, if they're trailing or not. But yeah, I just, I'm probably going to look elsewhere for my running backs. I think at 9 4, it's a little pricey for the matchup. So I'm going to look elsewhere. Christian McCaffrey, doubtful. Um, man, he's just been, he cannot catch a break there with injuries. Derrick Henry's also a fade for me. Um, there is this whole Derrick Henry in December narrative. I get it. I do. And the matchup is really good here against the Jags. So, like, I'm not going to talk you off Derrick Henry. I just, I rarely, if ever, play Derrick Henry. Um, he has games where he, the range of outcomes of Derrick Henry is so wide, right? He can go out and get you five fancy points, or he can go out and break the slate, which he does at least a couple times a year, put, puts up like 40 fancy points. So uh, yeah, Derrick Henry is is definitely in play here, uh, but does just just know, right? The, the floor is pretty low with him if game flow goes the wrong way, right? If, if Tennessee falls behind in this one, like Derrick Henry will get phased out like we saw against Cleveland, where we only had 15 uh, rush attempts. See, Aaron Jones at 7-6, I think is okay. It is a little pricey. What you're going to get from him is he's going to be super productive with his touches. Kind of like an Alvin Kamara, right? You're never going to expect a ton of uh, carries for him. But, you know, probably around 20 touches uh, for Jones is in play here. Is, is viable, right? The matchup's good. Uh, I think Devontae might pick up some ownership here, obviously. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks like a pretty good running back or pretty good, pretty good quarterback play. So, you know, one way to kind of leverage that ownership is you look to the running back. Aaron Jones in play. Uh, but again, they sell Jamal Williams like getting involved. Robinson at 7-5, I and mean, he continues to put up big games, 29-22 fancy points. I know they're, they're dogs here, but he's kind of game flow independent, right, with six targets and back-to-back games. So, yeah, once again, viable here. I think the ownership might be a little bit up in him, but I think he, he's still in play. Now, Austin Eckler at 7K, really like him. Matchup's great. I know New England, right, throw that game out. Game before, he had 23 fancy points, 11 catches, and 16 targets. I know Balazs is healthy, but... Eckler, I expect about 70% of the touches for him and another guy that's super, super productive with his workload. So I do like Eckler a good amount there at that price at 7K. Let's see, other options at running back. I'm not really looking to Carson. Uh, Gibson's out. We'll talk about some of the cheap Washington backs. Zeke expected to go at 6-6. Seems about right. You know, the matchup's good. Um, I think is 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 definitely in play here. 
you know, I expect about 70% of the touches. And if Dallas does play from ahead in this one, uh, he, you could get, you know, a big game there from Zeke at a lower, at a cheaper price. DeAndre Swift at 6'5". Got to keep an eye on this. Right? He's he practicing full. I think he's still dealing with some concussion symptoms. We'll see. I mean, if he is going to be their workhorse back in this one, I like him. But again, they still do have two other backs in the team with carry-on with AP. Will they kind of take it easy on him with his first game back from that injury? So, yeah, Swift, if he was full go and I knew he was going to be a full workload, I would really like him at that price. But there is some worry there. Now, Montgomery, you guys do. He was like my favorite play last week. He had 27 fancy points. I know he was chalky, but... Um, once again, like he he still looks good here. Matchup's great. Uh, he's going to get a good amount of the touches. They did give Cordell Patterson a little bit more work than usual that last game. But yeah, Montgomery is definitely still in play here because uh, I expect him to get you know, 70-80% of the running back touches. He's involved in the pass game. He's running a ton of routes, and the matchup's good. So um, yeah, I do like David Montgomery once again there in both formats. Mike Davis at 6'4 with no Christian McCaffrey in play. Um, I'm not super, super excited about it, but, you know, probably expect around 20 touches from him. We know he's a good pass catching back. So yeah, Davis viable as well. They're in the mid range below that, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I'm not really looking to Sanders. They're just kind of phasing them out. Um, Jones is always in play for GPPs, but still competing with Fournette for touches. Jamal Williams, that's too pricey for him. Jonathan Taylor has had good back or back to back good games, 15 and 22, uh, fantasy points, but again, still competing with Wilkins, still competing with Hines with touches. Um, I think it's more suited for GPPs at this price, right? Because you have guys at a similar price range that are kind of workhorse backs, right? You have like a Montgomery for a little bit more. You have a guy like, you know, like Zeke. You have, you know, even Eckler for a little bit more. So not saying uh, Jonathan Taylor's out of play, but more in play, more suited for GPPs for me. Other options, I think Gaskin's fine here. Five, six, he's game flow independent. Like he's going to be out there, whether they're winning or losing. This is a game that probably are trailing. But again, he's shown he's a good pass touching running back at 5.6K. I think he's once again in play here. Other options at running back. Below this, there's not a lot of, I'm super, super excited about. So Washington backs, McKissick is going to be their pass catching back um, with Antonio Gibson out. He had a big game last game again, but you need the game script. We talked about that as, as him. I liking me liking McKissick as a lower own play in that two game slate. And he paid off big time at 16% ownership, one for 17 fancy points. Now, sure, the Gibson injury probably did help a bit, but he's going to be out there for the passing down roles, right? And, and Peyton Barber is going to be the guy that is kind of going to have the Antonio Gibson role, the, the early down role. So uh, let's go to Washington. Barber's at 4 4, expected to serve it, yeah, as the primary inside, inside rusher. So you know, probably doesn't have a ton of upside because I don't really expect him to get a lot of work through the air. Uh, but yeah, for me, I would rather take the shot of McKissick, but again, you kind of need the good game script. If they do play from ahead, it, it would be Pey- Peyton Barber. And that's really it for me for running back. I'm not really interested in the Jets running backs. I know Ty Johnson had a good game last week, but I'm not looking there. So let's move on to uh, wide receiver. So wide receiver, Devonta Adams, 9-3. He just continues to have big weeks every single week, right? The floor is so high with him. Uh, clear pairing with obviously uh, Aaron Rodgers and the matchup's great here. So uh, there's not a ton to say about Devontae Adams. He is really, really good play every single week. Same thing with Tyreek Hill, right? 8.5K. Sure. Seems a little pricey, but targets 18, 14, 15, 11 targets is insane. Obviously the clear guy you pair him with Mahomes, right? So there's nothing bad to say about those top guys with Devontae, with Tyreek Hill. With Metcalf and Lockett here at 8-4, Metcalf's at 8-4, Lockett's at uh, 7-2. They're just super frustrating, right? It's one of those guys will have a big game, the other one will bust. At their respective price points, I would rather just pay up a little bit more for Hill, for Adams, who have been more consistent, right? Now, Keenan Allen, I think, is in play at 7-7. The matchup's good here. Targets, you know, he's basically averaging double-digit targets every single week. I think he is 
isn't going to be super, super popular this week, but I once again like him. Right, I've, I've been high in Keenan Allen basically every single week, and he's just had such a high floor due to that target share. It does have a ton of upside as well. So, And you compare him with, with Herbert, right? If you if you feel pretty good about Herbert, I don't mind that, right? 6.8K, maybe slightly overpriced for Herbert, but Allen, uh, you know, that pairing does have a ton of upside here in this matchup against Atlanta. Hopkins a little banged up, but expected to go. Not super excited about it. Um, I think I'm going to look elsewhere for, for my wide receivers. Now, Ridley at 7-5, no Julio Jones, so he should be the clear number one guy. And you can make the argument that Julio playing maybe helps him. You can make the argument both ways, right? But, you know, with, with Julio being out, like Matt Ryan's going to look Ridley's way, way a ton. Expect about double-digit targets for him. Uh, so, yeah, I think Ridley is, is a pretty solid play here in the mid-range here at 7-5. Does possess a lot of upside. Other options at wide receivers. So now we're kind of getting down more to the mid-range. Um, let's see. Allen Robinson, 6'8". Right? If you want to pair him with a cheap quarterback in uh, Mitch Trubisky, I'm fine with Robinson. He's a guy that, you know, averaging around 9, 10 targets a game, does possess a lot of upside. 6'8", seems a little bit underpriced for this matchup. Again, I keep hammering down. Houston's defense is terrible. So Allen Robinson, definitely in play there in the mid-range. Then we get to the Tampa Bay receiver. So 6-6 for Mike Evans, 6-3 for Godwin, and I think 5-5 for Antonio Brown all look a little bit underpriced. Like Tampa Bay's been throwing the ball a ton, right? We mentioned that with Tom Brady. Um, you know, the, the tricky part is, you know, which wide receiver is going to have the big game, but all, all will be involved a good amount. So I think all three look pretty solid here with, with uh, Evans, with Godwin, and with Antonio Brown. All three I'm definitely looking to there in the mid-range. Other options of wide receiver, yeah. So Cooks at 6-1. Uh, questionable. We'll see. Uh, also, Cutie banged up. They could be really, really thin at wide receiver. Let's just go to Houston really quick uh, because I want to talk about this. Um, so, yeah, Cook's banged up. Cutie banged up. Listen, Chad Hansen, I know, like, you're not going to be excited about playing Chad Hansen, but he basically played, like, the entire game last game. He played the Will Fuller role. He had five catches and seven targets. He's going to be out there majority of the game once again. And if Cooks can't go or, or Cutie can't go, like probably more targets to go around. So I think he's in play here for value. Um, I think they're going to call up uh, Stephen Mitchell Jr. as well. Potential value if, if either Cooks or Kiki uh, Cutie miss. So that'll be situational we'll to monitor going into Sunday. Robbie Anderson at 6'2". So let's go to Carolina really quick. Right, We have DJ Moore not looking like he's going to be activated. So Robbie Anderson... Uh, Curtis Samuel are, are going to be, you know, the, the number one guys here. Samuel is a little bit cheaper at five two. Still no Christian McCaffrey. He's a guy that they want to get the ball a lot. Like they'll give him some carries as well. So I think Curtis Samuel for me, I, I like the discount a little bit better with him to Robbie Anderson. Both in play here. Um, again, both should be targeted a good amount. And as far as who's going to fill in for DJ Moore, you know, Zelstra or and or Farrell Cooper. Um, we'll keep an eye on that. That'll be something we'll probably get more news on going into uh, Sunday. But let's move on. So other mid-range wide receivers here. Let's see. Marvin Jones Jr. Again, Galladay's still out. So he is going to be the number one guy. Back-to-back games of 12 targets. This is a game that should be playing from behind. So I do like Marvin Jones Jr. If you want to go Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack, you have a guy you can run it back with clearly, clearly in Marvin Jones Jr. Possesses a lot of upside. Or you can look to Hawkinson. Those are the two guys I feel the most comfortable with here for Detroit. I do kind of like that game stack. So... Um, or, again, you can just pair Stafford with one of those guys and run it back to Devontae Adams if that's the way you want to go. Let's see, other mid-range wide receivers. We'll talk about the Jets. Let's just go to the Jets. The Jets, actually. actually, God, I can't talk. Really quick. So where are the New York Jets? Mims out. Per, or Jameson Crowder not looking like he's going to go. Was unable to practice Friday. So with that being said, you guys know how I feel about Braxton Berrios. 
whenever Crowder is out, Barrios is going to play the slot role. And we know the Jets love going to their slot receivers. Like, he's had some good games when Crowder's been out, right? So, I like Brat Barrios at min price for value. I don't think he's going to pick up a ton of ownership. Um, who's going to fill in for, for the Denzel Mims role? I, I think it'll be Jeff Smith once again. Again, in play. He's had also some decent games this year. Uh, the game, the big game week four, seven catches and nine targets. So, yeah, there's potential value here. Still Perriman. He'll probably be the number one guy. Um, also in play below 4K. So these chess receivers, you can definitely look here for value uh, with, you know, obviously some injuries there uh, at the top. Other options. If you can't afford uh, Devonta Adams, like Lazard is in play in the mid-range. 5K, though, seems about right, but still does possess some upside. TY's had back-to-back pretty solid games here. I uh, had a big 8-catch and 11-target game there against Houston. The matchup's once again good. So TY, yeah, in play at 5-1, but you were not getting him at the, at the discount like we did a couple weeks ago. Cheaper options, a wide receiver. Let's see. This next this next range is not amazing for me. Um, there's not a ton I like kind of in that 4K range. Uh, below that, though, there are some options. We mentioned Chad Hansen. The, the other Bears receivers uh, with, let's go to Chicago. With Miller and Mooney. Again, I, I would prefer Mooney for the discount. He's playing a little bit more. Um, still getting targeted a good amount. Like, hasn't had a huge game yet, but this guy is talented, and I'm going to continue to bring him up because I think he's, once again, in play here for value. Other cheaper wide receivers? Let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, Michael Gallup. You know, mentioned him, liking him a lot there in the showdown slate. Uh, had seven catches, 11 targets, for 86 yards, and a touchdown. Probably won't get that again, but he's going to be out the majority of the game, and 3-8 is just a little bit underpriced. So, yeah, Gallup is, is definitely someone looking to for value as well. Again, mentioned Perriman, mentioned those other Jets receivers. Let's see, like Fitz doesn't have a ton of upside, but he'll be out the majority of the game um, or could have his snaps limited. That'll be something to monitor. If they do limit his snaps, wouldn't be as excited about it. But if he gets his normal snaps, right, he'll play about 80% of the game. And, again, he's, he gets targeted a good amount when he's out there. But, yeah, I think that really wraps up for me for wide receiver. So let's finish up a tight end today. You know, Kelsey Waller, again, I don't have to, to talk them up, right? Both have a ton of upside. We saw the huge, huge game from Waller last week. Maybe the ownership goes up after that. But yeah, both those guys are great plays if you can get to them. Hawkinson a 5K. So mention Marvin Jones Jr. Hawkinson is the other guy I feel confident with for Detroit's hearts or wide receiving core. Um, you know, seven, eight, nine targets. Sonal Galladay. This is a game they're probably playing from high. So I like Marvin Jones Jr. I like Hawkinson here for Detroit as bringbacks if you want to go with the Green Bay stack or if you want to pair them with Stafford. Gronk up 4-8. You know, it's a fine option. He's still running a good amount of routes, still going to target a decent amount. He had over 100 yards that last game against Kansas City. Yeah, in play for sure, but I would rather get to the wide receivers for a little bit more. Uh, Mike Jusecki at 4-5. Yeah, viable. Did have nine catches, 11 targets. Probably can't expect that again, but this is a game they're probably playing from behind. Uh, let's see. Robert Tunyon at 4-2. He's been solid, you know, averaging about five targets a game. Good matchup, I think, in play. Goddard at 4K would probably be the one guy I would target here for Philly as far as wide receivers go. I didn't mention Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts at 5-1. If you want to take a shot there for, for, for a really cheap quarterback, you can because Jalen Hurts does possess some upside. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I can go there in cash. Like, if you want to go there in GPPs, fine. I think the only guy I would pair Hurts with would be Goddard, uh, who is playing a majority of the game, running a ton of routes. Junior Smith's back from injury. Um, 
matchup's good. You know, he had a great start to the year, but kind of been cooling off. 3-9 is a fair enough price, right? He's a guy that can look to in the red zone, obviously. Hayden Hurst at 3-7. We know, obviously, know Julio Jones. He's still running a ton of routes, still going to target a decent amount. Hasn't really had a big game in a while, but I think he's a fine option there if you need a cheaper play. Dalton Schultz at 3-5. Well, same thing, right? He's, he's running a ton of routes. He's out there majority of the game. Targets are fair, like averaging five, six targets a game. I think he's a perfectly fine option as well. Jordan Reed ran the most routes he's run so far this year. Uh, did only three catches and four targets, but yeah, I think he's a guy that is, is if you need someone super cheap, playable. Logan Thomas, uh, I mentioned him every single week. He had a huge week last week. Now, I think the ownership will be up. I think he's going to be pretty popular as far as the cheap tight end gets, ch- cheap tight end goes. If I think he's going to be like the ultimate shock, then I'll probably look elsewhere. But I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's still going to run a ton of routes. He's going to be out there basically the entire game. Uh, now, let's talk about, I want to mention the Minnesota guys really quick. And then we can get out of here. So Minnesota, Rudolph Doubtful, Irv Smith Jr. questionable. If Irv Smith can't go, you know, we can look to a guy like Coughlin who will kind of be the de facto only tight end for Minnesota. And we know Minnesota does like, you know, utilizing their tight end. So potential punt play there with Conklin if Irv Smith Jr. is out. But I think that's really it for me for tight end. Let's see. Was there anyone else I wanted to mention? Cole, Cole uh, Komet for the Bears. Did have five catches and seven targets. He's been running more snaps recently. Like, they're, they've been getting him a little bit more involved. I think he's an okay punt, too. Uh, but that's kind of where my interest lies there for tight end. As far as defense goes, well, normally I'll, I like punting it, but there's a couple plays here in the mid-range I think are viable, right? You know, if you want to get up to the Saints at 3-8, that's fine. Saints defense is really good. Obviously going up against uh, back quarterback there. But, you know, you could argue Hurts is probably better quarterback right now than, than Carson Wentz. Uh, Seahawks defense going up against Jets at 3K. Yeah, that, that's viable for sure in the mid-range. I like Washington as well. You know, San Francisco as an offense has been struggling a bit, obviously playing with Mullins as a quarterback. Washington's defense, you know, does possess some upside here. So, yeah, I kind of like Washington there in 2 in the mid-range. And then if you want to, if you need like a super, super cheap defense, let's see. Don't hate the Jets, right? Seattle's defense actually has been struggling recently. I think Bengals defense are okay going up against backup quarterback there in Dalton. You, know, you can make the same argument with the Cowboys on the other side going up in the back of quarterback. So, yeah, there's definitely some cheap defenses if you want to go that direction. But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So, if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live again. Live one hour before lock Sunday. Make sure to check the live stream. If you guys are interested in NBA preseason content, I have videos. I have live streams going up every single day, giving out you guys a ton of information on Twitter as well. If you guys are interested, go check that out. But thanks again. I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.